Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Uh, I'm Moshe Kasher. And I'm Natasha Kasher. See, that doesn't sound good. I'm glad I didn't take your name. Oh, it sounded so nice to my ears just then. You like that? I just love the idea that you were I submitting sh- to me. I should take Mayor way. Cutie's last name. Natasha Cutie? Yeah. That's her last name? I never even thought about that. Yeah, that's her last Natasha's name. Natasha's dog is named Mayor Cutie. Not just Cutie. Here she is. Speaking of dogs, a lot of our Patreon subscribers have... Uh, written in and said we can't take Pablo's barking and coughing anymore. Hey, how do you think I feel? What, what how if, about, would you like to take it at four in the morning? What if I was caring for a sick grandparent? And and you were like, it, he has to be down in this green chair yes, during the podcast. Her hospital bed was downstairs in our recording studio because it was the only space that we could put the bed into. And we had to record down here. But every once in a while, she would moan. She'd be like, oh. It's and, the Endless Honeymoon Pod live from hospice. Well, listen, it is kind of hospice around here. A lot of people wrote in saying uh, he's suffering, put him out of his misery. Uh, I... I think we might be getting close to having to put him down. And I feel I'm feeling so terrible about it. Me too. No, you're not. But he's so sad. He's my dog, and I've had him. You. I'm you know sorry. What? You know I'm what so we sorry. didn't. You know what we didn't. You know we didn't. We forgot to mention how he's peed on every single thing. You know what we did. Mattresses. Honey, have a little compassion. Okay. You know what we didn't dis uh, uh, talk about when you were dissing my dog so hard the other day. Mm. That dog, no joke, as I would say in my community, no cap. Um is the reason that I am able to be in a marriage with you. Because I was a desperately single man for many years. Mm-hmm. I was very much a a, a, a fuckboy with two Cs, F-U-double-C. Uh, and I had no ability to... You smelling the mic? Smell, Mike smelling bad? No, I'm, Mike smells like pee too. Mike smells a bit pot, like Pablo's been podcasting when we weren't around. Maybe he's... That might just be the way the mic smells. Anyway, the point is um, uh, that I was saying... If I ever want to be in a relationship with a woman, I'm going to have to figure out how to care for something and be responsible to it. And so I got Pablo as a way of uh, of upping my emotional game. And then I had to come home and feed him. I had to come home and walk him. I had to pet him. You know, we had to make love. Uh, and I trained myself in that way, just as you train a dog, even mm-hmm. though Pablo has never been trained to do one single thing, including sit. We uh, did pay someone, a pit bull trainer, to try to train him with their pit bulls, and he still, he didn't remember. He trained me to love you. Okay. So be grateful for that young man. I am, and I'm so sorry that we're going to have to put him down. That's really sad. Natasha, what, this I'm, isn't... I have a, like a tear coming. Y- Wait, know, look, if you're on video, as, uh, see if this looks like a tear. As if this is a good look for you. It's so psychotic that you think this is a good look for your like public persona. What are you to, talking about? To, I love that dog. To be gleefully... I'm I mean, not gleeful. To be honest, I think we should stop and cut this out of the podcast because I actually think that this what? is... What? I'm like really sad about it. Uh, honey, I, I, <laughs> you have a book coming out and... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I don't even think... I don't even think you understand how bad of a look this is for you. I'm not even kidding at all. I honestly... Uh, Moshe, 
I love the dog. I've been taking care of him. He's about to die, and you're like doing a bit about how you don't give a fuck that I'm going to inject him with sodium pentothal or whatever. I'm just like, comedians are the diffusers of the world. Uh, You know what else we are? We're, uh, We're the new philosophers. Okay, well, here's the thing, guys. Uh, if you're on our Patreon and you're upset about the cough, uh, we're working on it. Um, and also... Uh, we're working on it? <laughs> we're working on finding a solution. We took him to get a shot. A that helped solution. a little bit. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. We don't want him to be alive if he's in pain, honey. No, that's true. Okay. And that's what I'm dealing with in a way that is respectful to the love I have for that creature. All right, I have love for the creature too. I'm his mommy. I love him dearly. Here's the thing. If you're not a part of our Patreon community, join our Patreon because we are actually helping people with their online dating profiles. That's true. We are hosting dinner parties. The dinner party was a banger. We are making art. We are we are uh, giving out merch. Uh, Moshe oh, can I say something about the merch? Forcing his DJ. <laughs> no, everybody loved the DJ set. Mix. People said they were incredibly impressed. Uh, can I say something about the merch real quick? Yeah. I today, as I am wont to do, met with my boxing trainer. Anybody ever see me in the streets? I don't talk a lot about that on the podcast, but if you ever see me in the streets and you start talking shit, like understand that I'm a trained fighter and maybe walk the other way. But that's not what I was going to say. I wore my Endless Honeymoon shorts uh, to the workout today. And it's quite a workout because there's knees and kicks and, you know, it's a very active workout. And those Endless Honeymoon board shorts are, I would say, the best workout shorts I have ever used. Better than the Nike ones I have. They're really loose. The fabric is breathable. I, If you're looking for a workout short, I cannot recommend the Endless Honeymoon pod uh, work um, board short enough. That's funny you say that because I was wearing the robe and it's perfect for this hot weather. I don't know. If you don't live in LA, it might not be that hot. But it's the perfect. I even slept in it last night. It has pockets. I mean, it's amazing. You know, and that really is the difference between you and me. When I get up, uh, I seize the day like a lion. And, and I lounge. And you st- sit around in bed. No, I'm talking about eating bonbons, watching last the programs. Last night. Oh my Natasha God. spends the day, just so you know, Natasha spends the day watching soaps and eating cho- chocolate bonbons like Peggy Bundy. And I am up with the child. I wake up with the child every day. Uh, Natasha lounges around in bed. Gosh, this is not true. It's the opposite is it's, true. You know, truth isn't truth isn't binary. You know, there's your truth and there's my truth. They say there's three stories, right? Your side, my side, and the truth. So we don't even know what's true. But I wake up every day at 5 a.m. with the child, and I we work on, we knit together. We're knitting a blanket uh, for the local unhoused population. And then I make our breakfast from don't scratch. Don't lie. I'm not lying. It's my truth. I'm, it's my version of the truth. You know what she had for breakfast today? Um, tea. She had tea and the marshmallows out of Lucky Charms. <laughs> that That's all I could get her to eat. Why do we have Lucky Charms in this house, period? Well, because I got them at, in like at a shoot and I saw them in my dressing room and I grabbed them for her as mm-hmm. like a treat because I knew she would like that because it was unicorn Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. And she opened them up, ate out the marshmallows and then drank some tea with honey. You know what I've noticed about our kid? She works you like a con man <laughs> at looking at a, a, at a, at a widow. I mean, she just works you so hard. The minute, because Natasha was out of town this last week shooting a movie. And um, and the minute Natasha left town, there was no, like none of the games that she I see her play run game on you all day long. Why don't we just give her a name for the podcast? Okay. How N- about Pablo? Nanette. Nanette. Because <laughs> that's what I wanted to name her. Nanette. Or like Babette. I wanted like some kind of et name that you kind of nixed. Uh, yeah, I did nix Nanette because I thought it would have some spillover from the 
<laughs> seminal uh, one-woman show on Netflix. Anyway, um, Natasha, we should start the episode, but this is what I wanted to say. You, I have noticed, for a person in the public eye, you are p- particularly um, n- scared to hardcore promote stuff that you're doing. Listen, Natasha has a book out. It's called The World Deserves My Children. Well, it's, it's out November 15th. Right, but it's available for pre-order right now. This book is so funny and so good. It's laugh out loud funny. It's poignant. Everything you've ever wanted to know about Natasha and what turned her into the kind of ice queen that she is today, it's contained in this book. And if you pre-order this book, as a listener to this podcast, we've been bringing this podcast to you for free for years now. Did we get you through the p- pandemic? Pay us back by pre-ordering her book and when my book comes out pre-order my book if every subscriber if every listener to this podcast bought her book it would be an instant bestseller now i don't know why i'm wasting this on you because i've got a book coming out next year and i'm going to be doing the same plea but if every person listening to this right now um uh if every single person or you know what let's say you were like well that i don't just want a book why don't you sign up for the 25 dollar a month plan on patreon is that expensive sure but it comes with invitations to our dinner parties it comes with a free signed copy of natasha's book Wait, that seems too cheap the book is more than 25 dollars. but this is a month they do it every month okay yeah no signing up for one month just to get a book you you don't think we've seen that trick before you fucking shysters (laughs) sign up for this book well it, it has a lot of useful information as well like if you're interested if you're a woman who's interested in freezing her eggs i talk about my whole journey but it's all also comedic essays it's really funny that's the thing if you're not ever gonna have a kid it's still gonna be laugh out loud funny because natasha as you may have noticed isn't a particularly loving person and so the way that she describes parenting is from a a, a place of do you remember the ice the the white witch from narnia do you remember um uh, cruella Deville from the 101 dalmatians Aww, do you remember so leona helmsley like- <laughs> do you remember uh you remember margaret thatcher leona helmsley the iron lady do you remember any of these people kind of chris jenner she is in that mold of of uh of lady and we would like you to read this book okay so natasha that's how you do a sales pitch thank you and I mean it. None of that was bullshit. It was all true. Plus, the cover just won an International Photography Award. Holy so tanoli. You could just like have it in your um, bookshelf and look cool. Well, listen, um, Natasha, it is time for us to uh, begin our episode of this podcast. Okay. And I would like us to start uh, to celebrate um, a milestone in your life, this book coming out. I would like to... Uh, have a milestone in on the podcast, which is I would like to have our first caller from South Korea. Ooh, cool. Now, the day we get a caller from North Korea, I will know that we have truly gone global. But for now, we're going to have Scott from Seoul, South Korea. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mush. You know, I've been cleaning up the kitchen a lot lately, and that is not connected to the fact that you've been out of town for a while because I don't let you do all the labor because that would be sexist of me. But the point of it is I've been using that Blue Land stuff that you got, Mm -hmm. and it is so great. It cleans so well. It smells so good. And then I realized something else. There's no plastic bottles to throw away. Well, there are plastic bottles, but then you use these little tablets and then fill it. You put the tablet in, you fill it all the way up with water. It turns a cute color. There's a different one for bathroom, a different one for uh, kitchen. There's a different, there's a, there's little tablets for your dishwasher, little tablets for your laundry. And then there's no extra waste. Yeah. It's not single use plastic. You use the same bottle over and over again. They send this all to you. Refills start at two bucks. 
You don't have to buy a new plastic bottle every time you run out. It's great. Also, try their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started in signature scents, such as iris agave, mm. fresh lemon, Slurpy. eucalyptus mint. Refreshing. Plus, for a limited time, their hand soap is getting a festive upgrade with three cozy new scents, apple butter, Yum. maple pumpkin, and vanilla chai. I'm See, those are it. all candies Moshe would like. I would eat those things straight. Do not eat the soap. Take advantage of the best sale they have all year by going to blueland.com slash honeymoon. Help not be part of the trash problem. That's right. Okay, you won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash honeymoon. That's blueland.com slash honeymoon. Scott? Yes. Hey. Uh, Scott, listen, and no offense to you. You seem like a nice guy, but you are the last face I want to see when I hear that we have a caller from South Korea. I don't want... Yeah, sorry to disappoint. I don't want white Scott. I want Korean Scott. I'm not sure there is a Korean Scott. <laughs> I'm sure in the country of Korea, there's one random Asian guy named Scott. There's got to be. I wouldn't even know how to find him. We can look him up on Facebook. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, listen, uh, if you're a listener from Korea and you know a Scott who's Korean, not White Scott. We got White Scott. Uh, White Scott, you could be in Peoria right now, Scott, and it wouldn't make a difference, you know? I got all excited when I saw South Korea, and then it's just like just some guy from down the street. No offense. I mean, you seem like a good guy. You seem like a great white guy. Uh, I do my best. <laughs> do you teach English in Korea? No. That- do you teach guitar? No, I do uh, nonprofit work. Nonprofit work. I feel like if if I was gonna like live on the grid, I would. That's what I would say. Off the grid, I would say I do nonprofit work. If you it's, lived off the grid, yeah, because what it's kind like, of nonprofit work no, would you do off the grid? That's what I'm saying. It's like one of those answers where people are just confused. They're like, "Oh, that sounds like a good thing to do," you and no one like really the, understands what it is. And you could just be lying. I guess what we're saying, Scott, is we don't believe that you do nonprofit work. We don't believe you live in South Korea. You seem like a duplicitous con man, and we're uh, concerned about you. I'm actually a cultural attache. Oh, I like that. Now, that sounds nice. Scott, Uh, have you pre-ordered my book yet, The the World Deserves My Children? Yeah, but I will now. Thank you. Okay, great. Scott, how can we help? Wait, can I ask, why are you living in South Korea? Oh, uh, for work, for my job. Um, Yeah. Kind of a long story, but ended up uh, being meeting some people and co-founding an organization. And almost 10 years later, still here. So you guys, do you do like breakdancing stuff? Sure. Yeah? Oh, that's awesome. No. <laughs> you bring breakdancing break to the, the Korean community. Okay, Scott, how can we help? What's going on? All right. Um, the problem's kind of simple. Uh, something I haven't encountered before, but I thought you guys would be uniquely like well-positioned to answer this. I'm been dating this woman for I'd say five months now, and everything's going great. She's amazing. Checks like a lot of boxes, a lot of green flags. The only problem is uh, she has this like foul-smelling dog. <gasps> dog. Like, I can't uh. believe you're calling with a dog question. Mm-hmm. We are uniquely we are uniquely prepared for this. Okay, she's got a bad-smelling dog. Okay. How old is the dog? Obvious question. Okay, so that's the first question that everyone asks. Uh, the dog is 10 years old, but 
Can I ask you why you asked that question? Well, I think you know why, Scott, and I don't know why you're asking her why she's asking. She's wondering if the dog is going to croak. Natasha's very focused on dogs dying. She really wants problematic dogs to die. Well, no, it's just like, you know, I, I love dog. I loved having dogs before I had a baby, and now I'm very overwhelmed. There's so much piss and shit and barking and feeding and pills and changing the sheets over and over and having to get rid of carpets and wash curtains. It's just like endless. Pick up dog shit everywhere. It okay. takes up so much can, of my day. Can, can we help Scott? Yes. Okay. Scott, how smelly is the dog? Like, like, and where does it smell? Does it fart? Because farting you can get rid of by not giving it treats. Right. What's the smell? And, and breath, you can spray stuff in it. Where Where's the smell and how bad is the smell? The smell is like, um, like when you enter her apartment, like she'll say like, oh, it smells like popcorn. It, it doesn't. It smells like popcorn. If like, if like instead of like the like powdered cheese, it was like powdered dog skin fungus. Uh huh. So Ew. the dog has like a perpetual, uncurable fungus problem. Your friend so had that. Moshe's no. Like, Moshe's friend's dog had that, and their house always smelled. That is true. I remember. Wait, what kind of dog is it? Shih Tzu. Okay, because this was a Shiba Inu, and maybe there's something. Maybe there's a, a fungus of. Asian dog breeds, honestly, maybe. I mean, I don't know. but Apparently, it is a thing with the breed. Yeah, they get the skin problem. And it's incurable. Ooh. Incurable. I've read the blog post that the vet <laughs> wrote about this specific dog, and it's incurable skin fungus. Wait, your do- this dog smells Ugh. so bad, the vet did like a case study to try to publish? <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. Well, here's the thing, because like... <laughs> my- it's worse. What? It gets worse. Okay, well, yeah, what's okay. up? So, like, I really want to emphasize the scope of this. So, like, okay. it's like, like, um, so, like, uh, we do a yoga class together, and, like, it's closer to my house, so, like, I was washing her yoga clothes. So, she just and, really um, likes stinky indoor environments. She likes yoga. She likes her fungal dog. She's like, anywhere where there's going to be a lot of funky bodies smelling, I'm there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, th- there's the yoga smell, of course. There's sweat. But, like, I could smell, like, the dog smell in the clothes. That's a big oh. thing is the dog smell is in the clothes. Wow. But it's not just in the clothes. It's, like, I washed them and then hung it up to dry, smelled it, and I was, like, oh, my God, it survived the laundry. And then, like, a few days later, I was wearing some of the clothes that I just washed, and I was, like, what's that smell? Like, oh, no. it not only, like, survived the laundry, but it moved onto my clothes. Wow. All right. Well, the real question is, what is alien? Because it's like, in a way, I'm like, you know, the dog's not going to live forever. This girl checks so many boxes. You know, you guys can together get a new dog that doesn't smell. But if her hygiene, if if her hygiene. This isn't hygiene. This is a parasite. No, I know. Hey, parasite. Korea. This is amazing. I love it. But I'm just saying, like, you guys, like, you want your partner to have, like, similar hygiene No, but you're missing goals. what he's saying. This I know, but sh- I'm saying, does she think it's okay? Sh- if she's, like, totally fine with gross smells, and, and maybe maybe she's more dirty than him Do or you something. know, Natasha and Scott, now that we're all a family, um, that there's, a, there's an illness that human beings have um, where they smell like fish? Have you heard about this? It's no. a it's a real illness, and it's 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 just they can't do anything about it. And they smell like fish. Now imagine you loved a fish man, you know, like you just would have to love it. You know, that's the problem. It's not about hygiene. It's about the the willful blindness that love creates. Like she loves the dog so much that she's willing to pretend it doesn't smell. And Scott, you do not share that love. 
No. And the dog personality isn't good either, which I think like <laughs> if the dog had a great personality, then maybe I could like fall in love with the dog. But like it's, he's kind of like it's kind of an ass. Uh, a- well, you guys don't live together, so that's good. No. And you could I mean. Is it he can't say he's allergic to it? No, I have a, a well, no, what you'd see right through that. I mean, by the way, what a what a bold bitch of a dog. To have a, a incurable fungus smell disease and not have a good personality, you'd think the least it could do is be like, "Damn, I kind of stink as a dog. I should be like cute and sweet." I, I I'm not liking this dog, but I am. I. What if it's alive for five more years? It will be. You got five years, and That's let me what ask. Everyone says. Let me ask you this: uh, yeah. Does she, have you explicitly said your dog stinks and it gets in the clothes? Does she know all of this information, or are you are you doing the theater with her? Okay, so here's where, like, I do have two, like, specific questions. Uh, the first one is, like, more broad, but, like, is this a relationship killer? Like, is, like, I don't know if other people experience this or, but the second question that's, like, uh, more, like, th- something I can do something about is, like, how do you communicate, basically tell someone they stink without like making them feel super self-conscious and like uh, reacting in a bad way. Cause like I have brought it up before and like, she's made some effort to like, you know, like the ozone spray or whatever it is, but like, it's not like enough. Mm. So did, did it help? It helped. Yeah. But like, doesn't basically cool. she has to like spray like every item of clothing, mm. like, like it even gets in her hair sometimes. Ugh. Okay, like, hold on. I got some questions. <laughs> this is rough. Isn't Korea doesn't I know Korea is largely Christian, but there's a lot of Buddhists there, right? Also? Uh yeah, yeah. What if you pretended that you became Buddhist and that you just were like I really need to to be burning my Buddhist incense all of the time. I'm like really religious now and I just have to burn incense all the time. Like incense is really important to my faith. And just uh-huh. and just did that like every time you come over. I mean, literally the moment you walk. Here's what my real it's advice. One of those like Catholic like. Yeah, now that's a great <laughs> idea. Frankincense and myrrh. I have real advice for you. With question number two, you have the perfect way. Like you know, you have the perfect way of telling her that she stinks, because it's all about the dog. Like if she had like bad breath or body odor, it would be way more difficult, I think, to tell your partner, like, this smells. For you, you can blame everything on the dog, and you just say, I, I don't think that I would take that person at all. i go, you know what? The dog smells so bad that I smelled it in your gym clothes even after I washed it. She should, she would want to know that. And also, you look like a sensitive guy. You've got a guitar in the background. You can say, Non-profit like, I'm, guy. I'm so sensitive to smell. I am, too. I'm very sensitive to smell. I'm a super and, smeller. And you can say, like... You know, you might not smell it, but we have to figure out a, a solution. Like, I love you. And like, do you love her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but actually, okay. So both of, both of what you guys just said is like, uh, I realized through this experience, I do have a really sensitive sense of smell. Like I have a cold right now and like, I could smell that like she was wearing a new sweater when I saw her yesterday. Oh like, my God. I have a or, great idea. Oh, I know what you yeah. should do. You need to get COVID. You need to hardcore. 
You should tr- get it again and just do the COVID cycle. You know, they say long COVID is bad, but in your case, long COVID could be good because you would lose your sense of smell, maybe even permanently, and then you would uh-huh. live in, in bliss with this woman. Now, you couldn't enjoy uh-huh. food anymore, but you would enjoy yeah. a, a, a blissful love relationship. I have some more suggestions. Natasha, you got thoughts? How does she act when you talk to her about the dog's smell? Is she very defensive? Is she like, ha, 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 it's cute or whatever? Yeah, that's the other thing is she is uh, like sensitive about it. So like if I bring it up, like the conversation will usually go back to like, oh, like you're just really sensitive about smells. And so that's kind of where we get stuck is like, yeah, okay, I'm sensitive about smells, I guess. I didn't know that I was, but I guess I am. But if I try to like push it toward like some kind of like solution or action, then like she starts to react more negatively so like yeah that it is true that like i am saying like oh it's the dog smell and i've like reassured her about that but i think it's just hard to like hear something about your personal smell no matter what it is and not definitely don't don't say it's her personal smell but he's saying blame it all on the dog he's saying that because the smell permeates her clothes mm-hmm. and apartment that she takes it personally, even though we have the ability to offset the critique to the dog. She's still saying in a way you're saying that I smell. Does she sleep with the dog? Yeah, I think, I think the dog sleeps on the bed. It Ooh. has like a little like couch thing beside. Um, but Oh my God. Like, I just, the I, smells so powerful. It just like, do you I, just get thought, wait, do you get, I just thought of something. Yeah. What if you wait five years and the dog dies and then she still smells? Now that is a horror. Now, <laughs> this is a, now there's a Korean horror film that you could make. It's called The Smell. I don't know what that is in Korean. Could you, what, what's the smell in Korean? Do you know? Uh, Nemse. Oh, it sounds scary. It's called The Smell. And it starts off, chapter one is this smelly dog, but then the dog dies oh, and the dog. And then you open the closet and there's dead bodies in there or something like that. But here's the thing. Like, I've been in a car with that smell and see, heard in a part, uh, been in a hotel room with that smell. It's rough. It sucks. It ain't good. I can't deal. I, I it, Honestly, I think it would be a deal breaker for me. Okay. I don't think it's a deal breaker. Okay. I think that That's what... That's a bad smell. I'll tell you what is a deal breaker is this dance that I bet you guys are doing where you're trying to tiptoe to not hurt uh-huh. her feelings and she's trying to tiptoe to to pretend that it's not really happening. What actually needs to happen, in my opinion, is a, a conversation, maybe with a therapist, maybe with a third party, where you say, you know, I've hedged my my language and my bets around this because I, you know, I, I don't want to make you feel self-conscious, but I just... This sm- the smell is starting to become so overpowering to me that I need us as a couple, because I love you so much, I need us to take like massive action, like maybe call an expert, maybe like, fi- like find out because there, there's got to be a way to make it smell less bad. There's got to be a way. I Your know there's a way. Your figure it out. Maybe there's a laundry enzyme. Maybe there's an incense you could constantly burn. Maybe there's a service you could have come in and like deodorize the whole house. But how so does you could she get start- it out of her? He wants it when she comes over to his house that her hair and her clothes don't smell like to, it. To, 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 and then it gets into her personal smell. Now, to, to, to me, when she comes to your house, I think you're kind of fucked. But no, you guys should be like, let's take a shower as soon as she gets over. Now that, that, she'll break up with you. If every time she came over, he's like, how about a shower, honey? <laughs> Yeah, my friend my friend recommended like, oh, just have like separate clothes for her at your house that she can wear. I was so like, going to I don't think that's going to work. Well, I was going to suggest the same in reverse though, and this is will be blissful ignorance and she'll never know. 
you got to keep a pair of uh, of Nemsen pants and a, a Nemsen outfit. So when you're going to her house, you take out your special stinky outfit, you put it on, <laughs> you keep all your good clothes at home, and when you go to her house, you have stinky clothes. So do you, by the way, I'm curious, when you're there, do you get used to it? Like, you know, there's a town in Colorado called Greeley, Colorado. It's a butcher town, and it smells like burning cow blood when you're there, but apparently the residents of Greeley don't smell it anymore. Do you get used to it? Like two hours in, do you smell it still? Yeah, that's the worst part. It's like it's not like a dog smell. It's like it's like a meat smell. It's oh like, my god! Like it, it doesn't like like it. Yeah, it doesn't go away. You don't get accustomed to it. This is foreshadowing something else because why? Why do you think that? Because if she's okay with this, maybe she's gonna be okay with something else gnarly when they're like married. No, I don't know, honey. No, you're no. If my dog smelled like that, I'd probably what. What, are you going to murder another dog, Natasha? Natasha, I don't know where, where this personality trait came from, but this is new. What are you talking about? Where you're about? like, fuck dogs. They should, every small weakness in a dog should be euthanized. No, that is not. Uh, first of all, Pablo is not a small weakness. He's biting. He's peeing. He's got a congestive heart failure. And he can. he's either like coughing or sleeping. Like, no, he's it's like, true. Our dog is really suffering. And he that's has, totally different. Mayor Cutie, on the other hand, She's thriving four years into six medicines a day, three times a day. I mean, we pump her up. I've spent probably our daughter's college fortune on meds to pump cutie. What, what about a cologne for the dog? Is that a possibility that you could spray it on the dog? I feel like that would just add a layer of stink to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it would just like it would just uh, it would be more rich. Well, mm -hmm. oh, well, well, first of all, I, I really think you guys have you have to like make sure you can talk about this. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think this is a good this is a good thing to come up to just see because you're guys you, you're young. You're not married yet. This might be the girl you marry. It might not. You just don't know yet. And th these are all that's why it's good to like dive into it and see if you guys should come up with a solution. Maybe you won't find a solution, but maybe she will try to, you know, adjust help yeah. a little bit, be a little I, more aware of it. And I still think he should say, you know, it's me. I'm, I'm like a super smeller. I, I had a roommate before. Or I don't know. Maybe I, I always am, like to make things up sometimes, but you like, do, you lie. That's kind of your default. <laughs> but, you, but I mean, it helps. You could be like, you know, I had a roommate. Honey, she, he can't do that. He can't because then she could listen to this podcast right now where you're giving him this, this false <laughs> narrative <laughs> And she could be like, wait a minute, you didn't have a fucking roommate? Like, that's the okay, problem with but lies. I, but you can still but, but say you're have, a super I, I smell. I do have a really sensitive sense of smell. Yeah, some I people do. I thought everybody was like this, but I realized no. I do have a sensitive no. sense I, of smell. I can, like, smell, and I, like, will smell to the pee. Like, I, I see it. You know what I mean? You or should I mean, see I smell her, it Scott. First. She's like a bloodhound. She'll be all, her nose all the way to the ground, and she's sniffing, doing that fast sniff, that... <laughs> all the way to a pile of pee, a wet pile of pee, and then, and then it's less pleasant. I think Natasha's right. The one conversation you need to have is the one that you're not having, which is where you say, I know that I've been glossing over this yes. and trying to yeah. like, you're to calling a podcast for advice. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and you've already, you've already exhausted your friends with this. So right. this is, it is to that point. And I know it seems silly and it's not that big of a deal, but it is because it it's, is. it's, it's, it's permeating. Yeah. So you say like the, the, I know that I've been like saying, you know, kind of making jokes or this and or, or trying to be not step on your toes, but actually it's, it's really starting to 
make me a little crazy. The smell. And, and I like I, you so much. I love you, you have you to so keep much. telling her that. Yeah, and know? I love you so much. So I so so that's why. And not you don't want to say I love you so much. I don't want this to ruin our relationship because that's rude. That seems like a threat. Yeah, it's more yeah. like I love you so much. I have to be able to be honest with you about this and find a solution. I know there's a solution that'll make it so that so that it's easier for me. And I don't want you to take it personally because it has nothing to do with you. It's your dog. And I love it that you're such a compassionate woman that you care for this dog that that a lot of other a lot of a not one other person in all of North or South Korea would possibly have in their home. You are literally the only one here. But but we need to find a solution because it's driving me crazy. Not because then I'll leave. But that conversation, that blunt conversation I think you need to have that conversation with her. And I love that you like take care of the dog and that you're so close with the dog and you, you know, cause that is good that she's like that to me is she's going to be a good mom. You know, she's like for your fish stinking kids. (laughs) Even how she got the dog, like uh, her sister got it actually, but then decided she couldn't take care of it. So like the dog was going to be, her sister was like, I can't live with this smell. Yeah, She was like, sniff, sniff. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) But like, it just shows her character. Like, like, you know, taking responsibility and loyalty. Like I really admire her. And say that to her. You have to say that to her. And I think complimenting her and having the uncomfortable conversation, because it's not going to go perfectly. Probably she's going to get a little offended. She's going to get defensive. She might cry. She might, she might lash out. Who knows? And maybe even setting it up like that. Hey, I want to have a, tough conversation with you Mm. this is gonna be this is not this is good i've been trying to do it in a way that wasn't completely honest and i want to have a really uh, like honest conversation with you and i and and i i'm worried it's going to hurt your feelings what if she's like are you gonna break up with me if i don't get rid of the dog what does he say well what is the answer scott it seems like it's a no right like i i don't know maybe i could wait it out i don't know don't say that (laughs) um I don't know. It's pretty rough, but like, I feel like there must be like stuff that it's just going to like, okay. So the first thing is like, yeah, I think you guys are right. And I haven't been doing it, but like forcing the relationship to have space for this kind of difficult conversation. Absolutely. So that part makes a lot of sense to me. Um, the second question, I don't know, maybe I've just got to like ramp up the solutions, like have separate clothes. Or- you know what? Do some research and, and talk to the, talk to the, to the vet. Now, our producer says that Shih Tzus live 10 to 16 years. So it could yeah. be tomorrow or it could be six years from now that your freedom will finally come. Could Do you love her enough to stick with it for six years? Do you think this is the type of person you could marry at some, like theoretically? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, she's like so many green flags. Like, uh, okay. The relationship is young. It's only five months, but... Yeah, okay, a lot I, of green flags. I, I have an important question. So we, we're going to have the you're going to have the difficult conversation. There's never a good time to do a bad thing. It's not going to be the easiest thing. You might want to like figure out how you're going to do it. Remember what you're going to say. The other thing is, where is this? When when is the smell the worst? Because if you can target that, like if you really can't stand it in her hair or you really can't stand it in the bed, like what is if you could, if, if it could get away from one area, what would it be? Because then we can target that for the solution because you're not going to get rid of the smell completely. I think probably like in the clothes, like on her body, because mm. like that. Yeah, that to me is like a real barrier. to do. Like, Have you see, done the research? Like, feeling comfortable. Have you yeah. done the research? And before you have this conversation, I think you should of what. There's got to be some laundry enzyme or something that you're not doing correctly in the laundry. Yeah, why is it in the clothes? It's not possible that this thing is so pungent that it can never come out of clothes. Maybe there's something, maybe you write to the vet, 
By the way, your girlfriend is being unreasonable to be defensive about a dog's smell that is so stinky that a vet was able to make his uh, get his MD <laughs> defend his dissertation by writing about this dog's smell condition. Like, Can he tell her that? This no. This is unique. This is a uniquely stinky dog. It's not just like your dog smells a little bit. It's like no, okay. your dog is a medical anomaly. Well, like, so at least now you know it's not about getting the dog off of her bed or getting. You know what I mean? You you want it so that when you hang out at your house she comes over she's clean and doesn't smell her clothes don't smell but then what does that mean she's got to wash her clothes before she comes to her boyfriend's house that seems untenable yeah it does seem untenable i mean it does but i think you have to have the conversation but he needs to tell her the most uncomfortable part of what he needs to tell her is that it's in her clothes because then she's going to get a it's going to suck it's going to get a little paranoid She's, mm-hmm. Or she's going to get a little paranoid, but that might be good because it might make her like smell mm-hmm. and like be not wear old things or make sure she's wearing new things. You so have, if that's the thing. You can't just say the dog smells. You have to say you smell it on her clothes. Yeah. You and ha- you're, it's, you're, you're, you're a super uh, yeah. smeller. He I has mean, to tell her that. this is an uncomfortable conversation. Because that's where it's bothering yeah. him. And by the way, she should know that because she's no, not she's just, just used no, to it. She's, no, but you're missing something, Tosh. She's not just with Scott. She has a professional life. She's out in the world stinking like a fungal dog. She Don't mm-hmm. you think you'd want to know if every room you walked into, somebody's like, is a dying dog here? She, I would want to know that information. Also, and so, you really seem like you're in love with her. Yeah, yeah. This is tough. This is so a tough one. Why don't you have her just listen to this episode? Mm-hmm. But I, I think... Uh, I think that relationships, what you said was really wise. You you force the relationship to have space for a conversation this uncomfortable because this is not the last uncomfortable conversation you will have with her if, it mm-hmm. in fact, you stay together. It won't all be about the dog. Here's the worst bit of news. We got to go. But here's the worst bit of news. You can't, at this point, kill the dog. Like, you should have killed the dog like right in the beginning and then she would never have suspected it. But the dog's got, like chocolate, right? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, if you you have so much motive at this point that there's no way that that dog could get run over and she wouldn't be like, Scott did it. So that yeah. option is off the table and you just have to have an uncomfortable conversation. All right. All right. Have fun. Helpful. Will you That gives me courage. Will you contact us and tell us how it goes? I'll let you know. And and you know what? If if uh, this is the end, this is the the first uncomfortable conversation Natasha and I have. I've told this story before. I'm not going to tell it again. Don't worry, Natasha. I she reacted so badly to the conversation at first. I thought, oh, the relationship might be over. And then my next thought was, you know what? If this relationship couldn't survive a conversation like that, it wasn't meant to be. I wasn't meant to be with this person because I was being honest and I wasn't being mean and I wasn't being callous. I was just be being true with who I am. And if this relationship couldn't survive that, then it probably wasn't going to survive the long haul. And so there you go. The truth is when you're looking for a life partner, we change, people change and there needs to be space for that. And you need to find someone who you can talk to about difficult things and, you know, and change together. And so if that person can't do that, it's good to know. All right. Good luck to you, Scott. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Honey, do I smell like a fungal dog? No, your personality stinks, but your body is just fragrant. It is as fragrant as could be. Wait, I want to know what the name of the fish disease is. I'm just kidding. You have a great personality, Natasha. It's one of my favorites. It's the one I chose to spend the rest of my life with. But what's the fish smelling disease? Uh, Because can you imagine if you had it? What a tough thing. 
trimethylaminaria, it's called. And it makes your you- Your breath s- smells like fish? Your body. What? And Yeah, your body. Is there a cure for it? But sometimes people take garlic pills and fish pills and then they smell like that too. No cure for trimethyl, mum- but there are things that can help. Scott needs to know about what those things are. I mean, everyone has Google. You don't think he's Googling it? I mean, clearly not. But that's the thing. When you're caught up in a situation, you forget to like do the work that you would need to do to arm yourself with the most information that you could possibly make your life no, better. No, believe me, I've done it too. And you know, it's almost. I thought that there would be hitmen for Chihuahuas in L.A., and there's not. <laughs> All right, Natasha. Uh, how about we do one more call? Let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, the other day, our dog went to the vet and peed on the bed. Yeah, I saw. And I was desperate, desperate, desperately upset because I love our new Helix mattress so much. I ripped the sheets off and it turned out that we had a protective sheet and my six and my sacred Helix mattress with the firm top and the cooling top that I love so much that's taken away my back problems was spared. Helix is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. Dude, I love my Helix mattress so much. I look forward to getting in bed at night. It is so awesome. It really is. I really cannot recommend it enough. If There's like literally coolness coming off of it's that mattress. It's awesome. If you are and I stop sweating at night. Yeah. If you're sleeping on an uncomfortable mattress, think about this. You spend a third of your life in bed. You deserve to have a comfortable mattress. And Helix is the most comfortable mattress that I and Natasha have ever slept and made love on. So take the Helix quiz. And then go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon for $200 off all mattress orders. And they'll send you two free pillows as well. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Let's call Mary in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We're going to see that tomorrow. We're going to see Oklahoma this very weekend. And I'm excited. Apparently, it's a a real experimental staging. Mary. Hey, Mary. Have you ever seen the... um, the musical Oklahoma? Not familiar. Uh, okay. I see sarcasm. Wait, actually, Moshe, uh, I believe the two lads that created it that have a similar cultural background to you. <laughs> They're Jews? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not kidding at all. Normally, I would... Um, Is it say- Rogers and Hart? Uh, Hammerstein. Oh, Hammerstein. Okay. Normally, I would say like well, that's kind of rude of you to just like be like, "Hey, I've heard of another Jew." But the truth is, I did see that you're calling from Oklahoma and immediately bring up the musical Oklahoma. So I'm guilty of the same <laughs> bias that I'd be accusing you Touché. of. So in the end, we've canceled each other out. I think we're good to go. Mary, what's up? Well, for one, I appreciate your accountability there. Thank you. So the kind of nutshell is that I am in a relationship with a woman. We've been together for several years. The first year she was still uh, living with her husband and children. They had had other dalliances with open configurations before I entered the equation. And um, that ran its course, cut forward. She and I are now living together. The kids go between households 50-50 and ostensibly like nothing is wrong Everybody gets along civilly. There's not like gross abuse, blah, blah, blah. But he is such an ass. Mm. And of course, he lost his wife to yeah, a woman yeah, I mean, <laughs> in Natasha. Oklahoma. 
Well, no. I'm just saying it, uh, it's probably bruising his ego. Of course. She's 100% correct. I mean, okay. uh, we'll get more context, but I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to be an ass, but you don't have the right to pretend you don't know why in, okay, why on okay, earth okay. why on earth a man in that situation wouldn't be a little bit of a jerk i will now model your accountability Moshe. Okay. so with with that understood um just one more little morsel of context um that beget my wanting to write in is that we're in the final stages hopefully of the divorce part of getting resolved and in moving forward to this like next phase of all of our lives um, but I want some advice or comedic respite on co-parenting diplomatically because this guy is going to be a fixture in my life for the foreseeable future because the kids are going to be minors, you know, for a handful of years. Mm-hmm. What 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 does that look like? What can it look like? I can tell you my experience with uh, having a step parent, which was that I always thought this was the best, but I don't know if this is universal advice because I know some step parents are like really integral parent figures. Some step parents, my stepfather was the perfect step parent for me. I don't know what the, the kids that you're helping to raise are like, but he was always available when I needed him, but he never pretended to be my parent. And I always... He was pretty... Yeah, because Moshe was a really bad kid and I'm always like, wait, what was Larry doing? And he's like, he kind of stayed out of it. I, and I, I, and I, I think that was really good. I just really re- like re- appreciated it at the time because the thing is, I mean, you're, the kids, even though they love you I'm, and and they, they still have been through some trauma, their family separated, you know? And they probably... It's probably difficult for them. Obviously, the the husband's been. My guess is that the husband's ass behavior is because he, yeah, what Natasha said. He feels, he feels, you know, jealous and cucked. It's and, so tough to be empathetic to him because you know their relationship was that played out paradigm. But you know they're one of the final holdfasts in that she was the stay at home. He's executive status. You know high earner um but she forwent skill development right and so like this divorce has been really gross and it's so frustrating that her child rearing contributions and domestic contributions were grossly undervalued Mm -hmm. in that marriage and then now he's got two exceptional like mother figures that are frankly like lightening his parental load and so i like the kids are hilarious and you know, perfectly imperfect. Um, but I, I am trying to reconcile, like getting over my grievances with their Your dad. Cause they're like a him. product of a person I resent and sure. a product of a person I adore. Well, let me pose that Natasha. I just have a thought. Okay. No, do you want to go? No, I'm sorry. You can go first. Okay. Well, let me pose this. This is going to, I got a wisdom bomb coming. You ready for this? This is going to, this is going to, by the way, neither of us have ever co-parented. So I, I but I've been co-parented and true. I've experienced it, but I've also, but okay, here's my wisdom bomb. This will make the uh, inspirational Instagram reels. Empathy, empathy for someone who it's easy to be empathetic towards is... Not real empathy? It's useless. Well, that's not what the skill of empathy is actually for. Empathy, where the rubber meets the road with empathy, is finding a way to be empathetic to somebody that doesn't seem like they deserve it. 
That's why it's an important characteristic to actually put yourself in the shoes of someone whom you hate. It's easy to be empathetic towards somebody who is uh, sympathetic. But for somebody that isn't a sympathetic character, that's where it's difficult to find empathy. And by it comes back to this AA axiom, and I'm sure it's not only an AA, which is would you rather be happy or right? You don't need to excuse his toxic behavior in order to understand why he's acting the way he's acting and uh, and adjust your behavior accordingly, not because he deserves it, but because you want a peaceful life. Like, it's not about him. Who cares? Yeah, maybe he's an asshole. But are you, you want to go to war with him or do you want to find a way to be happy? Would you rather be happy or right? Is, is it about him not giving her money? That's absolutely a trapping. Um, so there are these very palpable challenges and obstacles that need not exist. But if I'm going to take a more empathetic slant, I can, you know, surmise what the germination point is for some of this conduct, but it's so inappropriate. And it's, it's at the detriment now of, of the family unit. It's not what's, localized to just punishing her. What's the worst thing he's done in this? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like the, 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 it's, it's been two years of this separation process and he has unbridled financial resources. So appealing is no problem. Like there's a level of paralysis on our end getting through this. And I think that, you know, to extend some context, I, by nature am more of that, like classically independent, you know, I, I don't enjoy injustices, rah, rah, rah. And so I'm getting my landmines and baggage wrapped up in this. I was also really involved with like, helping her do the legal prep. So of my own volition, I like saturated myself in reasons to have animosity towards him because I have this very acute sense of his, you know. But you know what? It's, it's not about that anymore. You're living with the kids. The kids are already experiencing some agitation in their life. And, you know, it's like if you could just be a source, like what if you could be a source of service? To the family, to the kids, to him. I mean, our household is really like has a lot of harmony. And, you know, my partner, the kids are priority one. She her identity revolves around them and she she's cultivated a really wonderful life for them. And I don't think she would be with somebody that wouldn't also, you know, have some involvement. I think that's just a kind of a non-negotiable for her. And I'm lucky that they're not assholes like it's it's pretty easy to gel and bond with them and, and, and be in this place of service I think that I'm recognizing how particularly taxed I am like slogging through this marathon and I believe you know in that ethical martial arts of like seeing what there is to empathize in with him but like practically speaking how can I like survive better well, <laughs> right you, now you definitely should never speak ill of him in front of and the that's, kids we i haven't i've done Good. i'm really impressed with myself for the many many months of not not doing that and biting my tongue but like really recently he was saying malicious shit in front of the kids and it's just like malicious shit about you guys about her like making disparaging remarks about how desperate the financial situation is so I have some some actual right. That's all because that's all he has. Right. He has money, so he's like flaunting that, and just it's his last ditch effort to be like, you know, hey girl, you could have stayed with me. I got I got bucks. So I it's so tacky. I have some, um, 
some advice that you, I don't think, are going to want to take. But I really have a strong sense here that, like, right now you're in the middle of a war, right? There's a war between these two people. And he's butthurt and he's got money. Right. And he's just going to act like a dumb ass. So there's a war going on. The kids are the collateral damage. What do you think would be more useful to the harmony of your family unit? Another soldier or a person who isn't in the war? To me, that seems like your job is not job. I would suggest, having heard only five minutes of this story. I would suggest that another warrior in this situation is probably not what the kids want. They probably don't want another person that's like fighting against their dad. It's probably even not what your what your wife to be needs. It's probably what she and they need is a person that they can turn to that isn't in the fray that they can say, oh, a stabilizing force. Ah, a person that's not in this drama. And, and do I, you have something that you do with the kids that's like just your thing? I mean, you're so smart. Like, do you like play like word games with them? <laughs> like you're like, you know, I can tell that you're like, you know, you have a really active mind and maybe there's like you guys, you could cultivate some activities with them or maybe take them off your wife's hand when she's dealing with him and well, stay out of it. that's the thing, but both... She and him benefit from my presence in the equation. I'm an installment in carting them to school in the mornings or sure. tapping in on practices and, and doing that. And, and Moshe, I think that that's a, a perfectly good theoretical aspiration. I've we're like it's so entrenched now that that feels well, not necessarily readily attainable. But I think it's a good well, like, no, target. But exactly. You said they're both getting something out of this. May I suggest that you are, too? You're in the drama and you kind of like it. Mm-hmm. You like defending your woman. You like like telling an, calling an asshole an asshole, especially mm-hmm. like a, a patriarchal privileged male right, chauvinist one that guy. So encapsulates the, All the you hate. figure. He's, yeah. flaunting, yeah. he's flaunting his money. It's very base right. what he's doing. It's awful. He doesn't, he doesn't, he does not deserve, like you said, he's not acting in a way that deserves empathy, but that isn't what empathy's for. I can tell you my experience. I've now given you a, a bunch of advice and you don't even know me, but but you did call it an advice podcast. So what are you going to do? I can tell you my experience. I was in this same situation, although there's no money involved, which I guess is there's a power dynamic that is pretty intense there. But my parents were at war. My entire mine too. My, my parents hated each other my, and they spoke ill of each other all the time mine in too. front of me. Uh, mine too. They were at war and they talked shit about each other and they, they accused each other of awful shit. And my mom told me that my dad loved my brother more than me and my dad told me that my mom i mean i saw my dad whipping my mom around the kitchen you know so it's like it can come in all different levels so what but i also what i have that you don't have natasha is that i grew up with a stable step parent Mm. and he was not the most parental step parent but he never talked shit about my dad he never gave his opinion on the way that my that the drama was going never and he always felt totally safe to me as a result of that because I, I remember as a young man thinking, my mom's telling me one story, my dad's telling me the other story. There's no way that both of these stories are true, which means that one or both of my parents are lying to me. I remember thinking that as a really young kid. Mm. I can't trust what's going on here. So my stepdad, just being a neutral person, even though, again, he wasn't like super parental, 
there mm-hmm. was something about that that was so comforting because I never felt like he was he was he just felt neutral to me and so as a result I didn't resent him I didn't resent his presence in my life I didn't I never I don't think I ever was like you're not my dad you know which you'll get you'll get a nice one of those eventually you're not my mom here's another bit of wisdom the less you talk about him to your girlfriend oh yeah the more the relationship isn't about the three of you oh that is smart we both could tolerate improving there but it just feels like there's these perpetual fires and then, know. you know girls are already chatterboxes and these things that it takes a well so some things you, effort to some things regulate. you do have to say but you know what if you could cut it down 40 percent 100 percent. and you mm-hmm. don't even need to mm-hmm. talk about it you could just not bring it up you know yeah, like sure. what, what i'm hearing a lot of from you you're super cerebral and you're definitely like a leader I, but what i'm hearing a lot from you just so you know, as a stranger hearing this for the first time, I'm hearing a lot of like, Ooh, unfortunately, the dynamic is what it is. And thus it must be forever. <laughs> Ooh, unfortunately, I wish it could be ch- different. I wish I could change. But the situation is such that there will never be change. I will always act this way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I've heard that a, a lot. And and that isn't true. Like until a dynamic, a dynamic will stay the same until someone decides to change it. I'm not saying it'll be perfect. It won't be perfect, but it can be different in another. Don't bring him up. Don't bring him up just for fun. And I, you know, two girls Gabin, you know, I bet it's hard about, you know, this, this guy. There's nothing more fun than gossiping about an asshole. That's the best thing on earth. That's an actionable free step that will improve our quality. Yeah. And that was very smart. Natasha talk about him less. And my other, that was Natasha's really smart suggestion. Get him out of your relationship and as much as you can. And my other thing is when with your relationship with your, with the, with these kids that are in your life, find a way for you to be a different experience for them than the experience they're having with their parents. You know, find a way for when they go to you it to be like, ah, cool. It's Mary time. It's a whole different situation. And it's- you like them. You were, you know, find out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. As much as, you know, I got a nice healthy roasting myself, which is also part of what I wanted besides yeah. soliciting <laughs> advice. Um, but in that same vein where there's a little bit of critique, a dy- dynamic that exists with the kids and myself is that like the Mary time is categorically unique. Um, I work in the trades and like do, you know, things that are not often that's so cool. coming in this vessel. Uh, and there's a lot of like receptivity on that's their side cool. to have so, that. So, so those conditions are in play and, and they're never a guarantee. So I'm grateful for that. I just have this fucking cloud. That's it's also a sweet way to get a family. You don't have to like do IVF. You don't have to like <laughs> yep. carry the child. So and if true. you are interested in IVF, please get my book. The world deserves my children. <laughs> now I'm pre-order. Oh, that would be our suggestion is to pre-order Natasha's. Uh, <laughs> you seem like you're in a tough situation and we do have some advice. It's pre-order. <laughs> the world deserves my children. No, I mean, listen, you're in a tough situation and it's difficult to not get sucked into the drama. But the ultimate step parent to me is the step parent for whom they are they offer a different experience of adult mentorship than their than I was getting from anybody else. My stepdad, he would take me, he was a scientist, so he would take me to his like weird research. He was a weirdo. I mean, he's a weird guy. And he would take me to he got us pet cockroaches when we were young. Uh, in a in an aquarium like it was always this like weird other experience that I wasn't getting from my mom and I wasn't getting from my dad they were drama he was calm that is uh, very difficult I'm not okay. advice to give but that's what I would suggest here's a question what, how does Mary act when she sees the guy and they have the trade off of the kids polite you have to be polite would, should she Does, do they need another is, is it necessary to have you, listen you want to back up your 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 girl 
right? Obviously, you want to always be supportive to her. You never want to feel like you're betraying her. But there's no value in like giving him a cold. What to what? He already hates thing, both of you, and, and he's going to hate you more. It's almost like you don't want to flaunt. You know, like you won. Right. He really did. Even though he has more money and, you know, he thinks he has power and control. It's like, you know, you won. So it's like, just be generous and just be sweet to him. And the guy probably is like super insecure. I mean, his friends must make so much fun of him. His wife left him for a woman. You know, I mean, I think he's like not capable of feeling embarrassed and he'll whatever. Get but he'll I, get there. I, I do like this perspective and it's okay, like just, it's hey. really helpful to hear that external valuation on like the things that are working and, and yeah. being able to afford the kids what what I am you know yeah. that's not material derived just yeah. bite bite your tongue but don't bite it too hard Be, bite your tongue for the kids but don't bite it too hard because your woman needs that tongue you know what I'm saying <laughs> I have so an make idea sure, make sure not to overbite it okay. I have one last idea yes a manipulation technique. Okay, what do you got? Give it to me because I, you know, have definitely cruised the Reddit subtle revenge and, you know. Oh, I've no, done that too. I've revenge. done that too, This sister. isn't revenge. This yeah. is um, the next time. I don't know if this would work. Yeah. But the next time you see him, like ask him for advice about something. That's Oh my really God, he smart. would. He's so, you know sucking his own farts that he would you could just no, be but like this is fucking brilliant because what <laughs> yeah. she said what natasha's this is one of the fir- the manipulations that you've given that i think is like really smart what <laughs> natasha's suggesting is that you feed him fake coins that he yes, thinks he's yes, received yes. currency it doesn't have to be really crazy but just like something to take the edge off no but there's nothing an, it, let it, him think he knows more about something there's nothing uh-huh. that an egotistical man will like more mm-hmm. than a person going you know i could really use your help with something and then he'll go you know this mary is kind of cool you don't it doesn't it's not you're not trying to please him you're trying to please you you want peace in the house the other suggestion for these has to kids, be something light that takes I, that's done really quickly i think that's really smart yes i don't know what it is though the more think he likes it. you the 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 this is crazy the more he likes you even if it's through manipulation the more peace there will be between your your wife to be and him because yeah. he's not going to see you as this threat um and another suggestion I have, a last suggestion is with the kids, if you ever have a hard time bonding with them, you could print out um, their father's face and wear it as a ma- like a fun mask. <laughs> and you could be like, hey, you know, daddy's home. And then you, you say, it's me, Mary. But then, you know what I'm saying? That could be fun. So then okay. I'll ask him for advice. I'm like, do you have some really good LinkedIn headshots? Like yes, yes. What are you, some of your, um, your body movements that I could mimic when I'm trying to raise your children for and, you? And think, you could also... <laughs> You could also think like, what is something that he really does know that would be an easy, quick thing that you could ask him his advice on or something, you know, just a very subtle. He's a bounty of information on single malt scotch. There you go. Hey, I'm hey, thinking about buying a scotch. So, so my my friend is turning 37 and like, can you? what's like the best scotch for someone who knows about scotch? Something easy. Start there. And then eventually five years from now, you can go to a scotch tasting with him. Just the two of you. So you can bond. I mean, listen, no one's suggesting this guy is deserving of your empathy. What we're saying, what I'm saying is the empathy will create what you want. It won't. It's not about him. It's about you. You're not empathetic for someone else. You're empathetic so that you're a better person and you get what you want. Happy or right. All that, all that is inarguable. I, you know, he and I got along like I was involved with him for a minute. Yeah, he got, right. So there's all that. 
He got along inside of you. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you used to and, date and so him? Yeah, they were open. You missed that part? They all they've all fucked. He was a gatekeeper oh to God. the person I was there for, right? So there's that there's oh that like God. regrettable sex that happened and like he and I did drink scotch and did all that stuff and then now he's power tripping. So there's that added I suppose like layer to <gasps> That's a big layer. Present feels. That's a slimy layer. Hmm. But it is what it is and it still doesn't refute your message, right? It doesn't. Of course, it doesn't refute my message, and also, I mean, it it actually accentuates my message. I mean, he might be jealous not only that you took her, but that he doesn't get you anymore. I mean, there's a lot going on for him. That if you th- if you look at if you try to put yourself in his shoes, even though he doesn't deserve that, you will start to understand where the behavior comes from, and you will start to be able to make plans to work around that behavior. If what you want is for the behavior to stop, if you want to punish him for being an asshole, keep it up. You, and, and and misery will follow. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be really good? Be like, what's the best scotch under $50? Because that's all that, you know. <laughs> oh, God, that's giving you so much fun, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what could be good, actually, is you say to him, um, get his advice. You say, hey, um, your ex and I are thinking about adding a third to our relationship. How? <laughs> no. What's the best website that we we don't want a man involved in our things? So we're going to bring a man in. Stop so what's the it. best website? Oh that- you know that we have like just gabbed about the what ifs of that. Like somebody oh. that looks kind of like him. You know, <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. Room. But really, you know, he he's a he's an angel in a way. He delivered this woman to you, Ooh. and you have to be respectful of that. And he made it possible. And now. That's- a really interesting way to like look at him. Yeah. Look at him as this gift giver. Thank yeah. God. Thank God he He went is on, God. Thank God he went on to yeah, FetLife. He would be so confused if I did conduct myself with that level of gratitude around him that just try it. See what happens. That would Absolutely. Thank but, God. But don't do it to manipulate. Out. Just do it because it's real. Thank God he went on to FetLife and clicked that button <laughs> for looking for a third. Because without that beautiful <laughs> A seed without that beautiful seed of the three of you listening to techno and talking about maybe going to Burning Man together someday, you wouldn't have this family. And that's a big gift. You're Natasha, that's so wise and so smart. I love it. All right. Well, good luck, honey. Yeah, good luck. Thank you too. I appreciate it. All okay. Right. Bye. Bye bye. Natasha, let me just say, I think that might have been our wisest wisdom yet. Mm. I thought we were dropping we were dropping truth bombs. Throughout that whole thing. Well, I'm sure people have more practical advice who are actually going through this. But hey, Moshe, isn't this another reason why to not in- have a third? They can leave you. Ah, that's interesting. You that, never thought about that. Well, but a sex worker in Vegas is going to, I'm going to leave you for that. <laughs> Come on now. I doubt it. Maybe. Stranger things have happened. Natasha, I'm not going to leave you. Uh, you know why? Why? Because I love you. Oh, I love you too. 